leadership has always been challenging, but today the pressures and unrelenting changes are greater than ever before. Leaders must manage an increasingly complex work environment made up of both remote and hybrid teams. To add to that, many team members are facing economic health and family care demands. So leaders have to be even more flexible and creative in order to be effective. We know that energized and engaged people and teams are the lifeblood of every organization. I'm Leanne Rogers, host of Leading Better Teams, and I arm leaders with everything you need to build happy and high-performing teams, all served up with empathy, humor, and a dash of Southern charm. Join me each month as I share the most effective and actionable insights, models, tips, and tools to help you lead better teams. Let's get started. When is the last time someone did something at work that made you feel appreciated? Was it kind words, a gift, maybe a gesture? For me, it was kind words from a leadership trainer telling me she found my podcast useful. I love to hear how people put this content to use, and it really encourages me to keep creating episodes that are relevant and useful for leaders. Appreciation matters. Can you believe that the typical employee says it's been at least 50 days since they last felt recognized at work in any way. 50 days, that's almost two months. And 48% of employed Americans say they'd put more energy into work if they were recognized more often. So leaders, we need to ramp up our employee appreciation practices. And that's what this episode is all about. I'm gonna give you 20 unique and creative ways to appreciate your team. Being appreciated and respected is a fundamental need that we all have as human beings. And Maslow talked about this in his hierarchy of needs. There are five core needs according to Maslow. And the first one is physiological needs. We've gotta have food, water, shelter, and sleep. When those needs are met, then we have to have safe and security needs met. So we wanna feel physically, socially safe, and financially secure. When those needs are met, we move up to the third level, which is to feel loved and as if we belong. And then once that level of need is met, we move up to self-esteem. And self-esteem needs, here we feel like we're achieving, like others respect us, and we feel confident and believe in ourselves. And once that need is met, then we can move into Maslow's highest level of need, which was self-actualization. And this is where we're creative, we accept ourselves, we feel like we're on purpose. If you think about appreciation, I can really see it in a couple of these different levels. First of all, if we're feeling appreciated by others, we're going to feel like we're loved and we belong. And loved may feel like a strong word to use at work, but we will feel cared about. It also really impacts our self-esteem needs, that when we're appreciated and others let us know that they appreciate us, we feel respected and we feel like we're achieving. And so we have a fundamental need as human beings to be appreciated and be validated. And so it really matters that we take the time to validate and appreciate those around us. So when are the opportunities to appreciate our colleagues? Well, we really want to be doing this more than once a year, right? We've already heard that the average employee says it's almost two months since they feel like they've been appreciated. And so more often is definitely better. We can look at opportunities like birthdays or work anniversaries or even milestones with projects or work that we're doing to stop and take time to appreciate. And we often appreciate people for the results that they do you know, for reaching a goal or for, you know, getting a certain number uh, or for, you know, beating a time or, you know, doing something where there's success and results. 
And that's great. And we also want to appreciate people for effort, not just for results, but for effort, for for taking a risk. Maybe they didn't have good results, but they tried something new and they learned uh, and they took a gamble and they were willing to innovate and be courageous. And we want to recognize and appreciate that too. Another way to think about appreciation too is not just for effort and work, but who are they as a human being? What are the values and the skills and the ways of being and how they show up that we really appreciate about them, right? Maybe they're really kind and they're always looking out for other people on the team. Maybe they ask really good questions and they always make sure the team slows down and thinks things through before they jump ahead. And so just appreciating the different strengths that each person brings to the team is another way to think about, you know, how can you find more opportunities to appreciate the people that you work with? There's a book that I think is tremendously helpful for leaders, and it's called The Five Languages of Appreciation in the Workplace by Gary Chapman and Paul White. And this book actually came after Gary Chapman's original book, which was called The Five Love Languages, which was written for romantic relationships. And Gary did some work and he realized that we have, there's different ways that we can show and demonstrate appreciation for others. And we all have different preferences on how we like to be appreciated. So there are words of affirmation, there are acts of service, gifts, touch, and quality time. And we typically want to appreciate others as as we like to be appreciated. But we might really like words of service, or excuse me, words of affirmation. Someone else might really like acts of service. And this is where sometimes romantic relationships get into trouble. And it's an awesome book, by the way, if you're in a romantic relationship. Gary, though, was so successful with his five love languages. He has, I don't know how many books, but many, many books now. He's got one for teenagers and one for single people. And someone said, hey, would you please write one for the workplace? Because this is really good stuff for work, too, but it's a little bit too touchy-feely for work. And that's when he wrote The Five Languages of Appreciation which I'm going to be talking about today. And what I'm going to do today is give you 20 ways that you can appreciate people as it relates to these five different languages of appreciation. So as you go through them, be thinking about which ones might you want to adapt or try with your team. And let's get started with words of affirmation. I did a poll recently on LinkedIn. I was curious and I said, you know, what, which, which of these ways at work do you prefer to be appreciated? And I put words of affirmation, acts of service, gifts, uh, and a quality time. I did not put touch. And it, overwhelmingly, I think 60% of the people in the poll said words of affirmation. So for what that's worth, I found that pretty interesting. But at least in that particular poll, that's what people were liking. So words of affirmation are letting us know what we're doing well, right? They're telling us. And ideally, words of affirmation are genuine, specific, and timely. So we've got to really make sure that what we're saying, we mean it, it's sincere, that it's specific enough, not just, hey, great job, but what did they do that was great, right? Being very specific about what they did or did not do that you appreciated. And then timely, given in a, given as soon as possible after you want to appreciate someone. We also want to think about with words of affirmation, do we want to write it or do we want to say it? And some people love when you affirm them in front of a large group of people, and other people would rather crawl under a walk if you did that and would prefer you, for you to write it and maybe send them an email and get it privately. So we have to think about and figure out what are the ways that our team members and our colleagues want to be appreciated and then adapt and adjust to figure out you know, what's going to make them happy. So let me give you the first way. 
There is an app, a free app online called Kudo Board, K-U-D-O-B-O-A-R-D. I will link to that in the show notes along with all the things that I'm going to be talking about today and all the studies that I've already referenced today. Now, Kudo Board is a really great way to not just give your appreciation to a team, but to gather appreciation from other team members for the A team member. And it's really simple and easy to use. All you do is you create a kudo board. It literally takes about a minute to do it. And then you have a link. Let's say we were going to create a board for Cassandra because she really went out of her way on a project and the team really wants to recognize Cassandra. I would create a link and maybe put something about, thank you, Cassandra, at the very top of this kudo board. And then I would send the link out to everybody on the team who I wanted to write on her board. They would get the link, they open it up, they go to the kudo board, and then they type a message to Cassandra. And what I love about kudo board is it has all these really fun gifts and images that you can just click on to make it really fun and colorful. And it creates a banner board with all these different messages to Cassandra and all these fun images. And then when we're ready to give it to her, I just send a special link to Cassandra in her inbox. She opens it up and here's this really colorful visual video message from the team. It's fabulous. And you can do up to 10 people completely for free. And if you wanted to have more, it's very, very inexpensive. So check out Kudo Boards. I actually, I I introduced this to a group uh, last year. We did a lot of Kudo Boards for their team. And I was surprised, uh, I think about a month ago, they sent me a Kudo Board for something that I had done. It was totally unexpected. And I was just delighted to get my own Kudo Board and read all of the messages that people had written to me. Let's move into the second idea here. And this is a bigger one. So let's say you really want to do something on a bigger scale. I observed um, a VP of training and development for a regional bank a year or two ago do this with a team of about 100. She had a really large team and she really wanted to do something big to show her appreciation. So she, they had their own Oscars celebration. And they literally got a red carpet and they rolled out a big, huge piece of red cloth on the floor and they made a stage and they got big gold uh, stars like from Party City, you know, like, you know, 12 inches by 12 inches. And they wrote everyone's name on these gold stars and put them all over the walls. And they, I don't even know where they got it. They Googled and they found these little Oscars, these little plastic Oscar trophies that were like five or six inches tall. And they put people's names on them and called them up one by one and gave everybody an Oscar for their work that they had done and made just this huge spectacle. And it was so fun and so memorable. So I love that idea. Let me give you idea number three. This is one that you can do with your team, whether it's remote or in person or a hybrid team. If you're in person, what you might do is get a a room, maybe a conference room and have a poster board or a big piece of flip chart paper for everybody on the team. And you would divide that that board into four quadrants. So just a great big plus sign, you know, to create four different boxes on that poster. And at the top of each poster, you would write someone's name. So let's say Sam, uh, you're creating a board for Sam, you would write Sam at the top, and then there would these be these four quadrants. And then beside it, maybe there is um, Janelle, and then there's her box, and everybody on the team has their own. Well, sometime within that day, or you might do it all together within the hour, people come in and write on each other's boards. In the first quadrant, they write, what is that person's superpower? So when I'm on Sam's board, I'm going, what is his superpower? It is this, and I'm going to write it there. In the second quadrant, I'm going to write, what has Sam done that I'm grateful? 
grateful for. So here I'm writing my personal gratitude about something that Sam has done for me. In the third quadrant, we're going to write, what would you like to know about Sam? So maybe I'm curious about some hobby he has, or I want to know more about his kids. I'll write something that I'd like to get to know more about Sam. And in the fourth quadrant, you write, what do you admire about Sam? And here I write something that I really admire. Well, I'm writing it for Sam and all the other people on my team. And meanwhile, they're filling one out for me. So you've got this celebration gallery around your whole office that we can read and and just really feel appreciated. And then something to keep and, and remember what we are appreciated for. Now, if this works virtually too, you could do this in a shared uh, drive that you all use and do this in a virtual manner. But this is a fun idea. And there's a, I actually blogged about this idea. It's called a celebration gallery to acknowledge team members. The fourth idea related to, to uh, words of affirmation is to get a trophy, a special team trophy. And you would start it as the leader and you would give someone appreciation and give them the trophy. And then whoever has the trophy, it's their job to look for someone else on the team to appreciate and to pass it on. So the trophy could get passed on every day or once a week. It really is up to the person with the trophy to pass it on. And the idea here is to make something that's kind of fun and relevant for your team. So for example, an an auto company might have a trophy that's a big golden car key or something fun like that. This is another way as well that puts the puts the ownership of appreciation not just on you as the leader, but also gets everyone on the team to be appreciating every, everyone else. And it even gives them a chance to give you the trophy sometimes as the leader and appreciate you for what you're doing. The fifth example for words of service is recognition on social media. So we often think about recognizing our teams within our own team or maybe even within our own greater organization. But what about social media, where people outside of our organization get to hear us brag and appreciate our colleagues? I know, I know for me, I love when people, you know, mention me in social media. It feels good. Um, and it's just, it's nice to have out there. You know, I think we all want to have a good reputation out there. And so putting something out there for the world to see can really make some people feel very special. And then the sixth idea and the last one for words of affirmation is this idea of creating certificates for your team members. This is a favorite activity of mine I've done with so many different teams over the years. And that is you would come together as a team, perhaps do this as part of a team building session, or it could be its own unique meeting. And you pre-print these unfilled out certificates that have a place for a name of an award and the reason for the award and then a person's name and then who it's from. And there were nine people on the team. You would divide this group of nine up into three groups of three. And each triad would have three people to go create a certificate for that were not obviously in their own triad. And so each triad goes off. They have 10, 15 minutes to come up with a certificate for the three people on the team that they were assigned. They can get have fun with this. They can have creative, silly names, but they also are writing something meaningful about what they appreciate about each other. And then you come back together and there's a presentation where each of the sub-teams, the triads, presents their certificates to each other. And everybody walks out with their certificate created by their team. It's really fun. People smile. And again, they have something to walk away away with that says, hey, this is what my team appreciates about me. Let's transition into talking about the second language of appreciation, which is acts of service. 
And in acts of service, it's really about doing something, not saying something, but doing something for someone that's meaningful to them and makes them feel like you care and appreciate them. So number seven of my, of my ideas for you is pitch in with a project or take something off their plate. So think about, look at what's going on, all that they have going on. What can you help them with? What can you do? So for example, maybe they have to go set up a conference room for, uh, for a meeting and get it all ready. You go, you, you're willing to go in there and roll up your sleeves and move tables around and get the room set up or clean it up after it's done. I know for me as a trainer, I love when people are willing to you know help me out because it can take a lot of work and effort to get a room set up. Or maybe you're spending time helping someone prep for an important presentation or conversation. Maybe that's a difficult conversation that they need to have and you wanna help them kind of think through what they might say and maybe even do a little role play. And you're willing to give someone time to help them think that through. Maybe they've got a virtual call and it's a big meeting and they're, and they're nervous about it and you offer to be their tech host, right? To be their extra person there to help with any technology glitches or help with anybody having trouble. Or maybe it's just as simple as picking up lunch for someone. You know that they're really busy and they don't have a lot of time, so you offer to pick up their lunch for them, or even provide lunch or bring them lunch if they're working long hours. Now, the eighth way is another thing that has to do with food, and it's I thought this was a really fun thing that one of the teams I work with did uh, last year during the pandemic. So we were having a virtual team building session. It was two long days, right? Two intense days, and after the first day, they wanted to have a happy hour together just to kind of, you know, let their hair down and have conversation. And we decided since they were all working from home, it would really be fun to invite their families to the happy hour too. So people could meet spouses and kids and roommates and, and pets and just, you know, it was just kind of fun. It was kind of a neat opportunity to meet in that way. Well, the leader knew that after working a really long day in an, on, in an online meeting and then having to go to a happy hour, that's a lot to ask for people, especially with young kids at home. And so what we decided to do was she left them expense dinner for the entire family that night. And they all were invited to order in dinner, whatever they wanted to order, and then have that dinner just before or during the happy hour. So everyone with little kids, they were so excited about this, right? Because they got to order in and they got all the special food. And so instead of it being like, oh, mom or dad has to be on this call after hours and I want to hang out with them, they got to hang out with them and they got to have this food and it felt like a special, it felt like a special thing. It's an act of service because too, those team members didn't have to figure out dinner that night, right? It took something off their plate and made something into a fun experience. We're going to move into the third language of appreciation now, with which is gifts. But before we talk about gifts, it's time for the Better Teams trivia question. Which of the following things is most likely to increase the pleasure that the receiver of a gift has? So which is going to increase the pleasure more for the receiver of a gift? Is it the financial value or the cost of the gift? Is it the creativity and cleverness of the gift? Or is it the usefulness of the gift? Well, the answer might surprise you, but it's actually the usefulness of a gift. According to Greater Good Science Center, picking gifts that are useful, experiential, or desired, or that keep on giving without strings attached will likely make the people on your list feel happier, grateful, and closer to you. 
In fact, in doing a little research for this about gifts, I learned that people are typically unhappy with the gifts that they get. They're actually less satisfied than you might think. And often it's because we're buying gifts that we think we would want or we think would be good for the other person to have. So speaking of gifts, I have a story to tell you. When I was about 10 years old, all my birthday was coming up and all I wanted for my birthday was an Atari game station. I I wanted this so bad. And so as the weeks grew closer and my birthday got closer, you know, of course I told my parents this is what I wanted. I started kind of snooping around the house, seeing if I could find my birthday gift. And eventually I found a big box all wrapped up for my birthday, kind of hidden in a closet under a blanket. And I was pumped. I was so excited. It was heavy. I was like, here it is. I cannot wait to get my Atari game system. So the morning of my birthday, you know, I run into my parents' room. Can I, you know, can I have my present? Can I open my present? And uh, they were like, sure. And I could tell my mom was especially excited. Like she could not wait to give me this gift. And so I rip open the paper and I open the box and there's not an Atari. Instead, it is a box full of encyclopedias. Encyclopedias. I wanted a game system but I got encyclopedias and I look at my mom and she's beaming with pride and excitement for me and I'm crushed. And she tells me all when I was your age, all I wanted was encyclopedias. I wanted them so badly. And, you know, so I'm so happy to be able to get these for you. was basically her message. And so it just goes to show her intention was good. That's what she wanted as a child. But that was not what I wanted as a child. So we have to be really cautious when we give gifts and think about, is this someone that the other person would really want? And it's always okay to ask. I learned that from my research too. It's always okay to ask. People would rather know what they're going to get and get something that they want sometimes than be surprised. Let's move into the ninth idea for how you can appreciate people about receiving gifts. One thing that can make gifts extra special is if you personalize them. So whether it's something that you get engraved or printed, but it's like very specific and personalized for the person. I'll tell you about a gift I got that I still have today. I was doing some work. I was asked to lead an initiative to improve the relationship between a group of contractors and their parent company. And I did this for about six months. And at the end of that time, the contractors got together and collected money to give me a thank you gift, which was totally unexpected and um, touched me a lot. Well, in that gift, they gave me two things. One was they gave me a fairly large amount of money that they had collected that I was, uh, they, they said, go use it for a spa day. And this would have been a really nice spa day. And that was sweet and very touching that they did that. They also gave me a paperweight. It was a star. And on the star, they had engraved, you are our North Star. And they put the name of the team and the date. Now, A paperweight is not something I would have ever asked for uh, or even said I wanted. And uh, I don't even really use it as a paperweight, to be honest with you. But it's something that I cherish because of who it came from and how they did it and what they wrote on it. And it's something that still sits on my bookshelf today. So personalized engraved things um, can be very meaningful. Again, if they're they're written in a way that's going to be, it's going to strike that person that you're giving it to as special. The 10th idea related to gifts is another one that I think is really clever. So Denise Botcher, she's the state director of AARP in Louisiana. This was, uh, she was having a team meeting with her team about a year ago. So right in the heart of the pandemic. 
And her team um, had really been impacted by COVID. Her team had really been impacted by hurricanes. They had really had a rough year, both doing the work and just personally on this team. And it was time for them to get together for their annual team building. And normally we would all get together physically and go somewhere fun and have, you know, have a lot of, have a great experience in a physical place together. But we couldn't do that because of the pandemic. So instead, we decided to take this team building and do it over five half days spread out over two weeks. And Denise and I were putting our heads together, you know, what to do to make this feel special. You know, if we were together, there would be food and snacks and things we would do. How can we create some sense of fun and special connection? And she is an amazing leader. She went out and ordered all kinds of things to collect and then send like fun surprise kits to these people to open for her team members. So she had things like all kinds of different snacks. And a lot of the snacks were personal or had funny names that were all relevant to what they did. She got colored markers and adult coloring books. She got stress toys. And she even got each of them a baseball cap that said something different. Like one said, I bring the party. Another said, I bring the voice of reason. And she got all these fun hats that were unique and specific to each person. She gathered all this stuff for a team of about 10, wrapped up everything, packaged them up, and then shipped out everybody a box full of wrapped gifts, you know, that said open on day one or open on day two. Can you imagine how much time it took her to order that, wrap all of that individually, package it, and then go get it shipped? The, her team gets these boxes and they're told, do not open this box before the team building session and bring it with you, right? It was a big, you know, what's in the box? What's in the box kind of thing. And then at the beginning of the team building session, you know, she asked them, invited them to open up their box and they kind of had this, you know, birthday party together, if you will. They were, they were celebrating a birthday, but it felt like one where they're pulling out bubbles and candy and coloring books and all these kind of fun things that she had personally packaged and sent to them. Talk about feeling like their leader cared and wanted to go above and beyond for them and appreciated them. Denise do- so totally demonstrated that. Now, on, a, on another level, number 11 is really simple. It doesn't involve any time or money from you at all. It's just flex time. But wow, do people love to have flex time. So maybe you give your team who's or a team member who's been working really hard. Maybe they work some extra hours. Maybe they even worked over the last weekend and you say, take next Friday off, right? Or pick a half day to take off. Or maybe they just really worked all day on something really hard. And you're like, you know, why don't you take the last hour or two today off? And you give them the gift of time. That can be really appreciated. So people can go do something that they want to do or be with their family. And just know that you're recognizing and valuing the extra time that they have been putting in. And then number 12, the last idea I have for you related to gifts is a creative idea of getting caricatures made for everyone on your team. So Aurelie Gouverneur, she's a responsible sourcing manager at Mars Inc., wanted to do something really special for her team. And so we found a caricature artist online And a caricature, if you don't know what that is, it's just where someone draws, you know, kind of inks up a picture of you. Usually the head is really big and cartoonish, but it looks just like you. And then the body is small. And she sent pictures of all of her team members, as well as descriptions of their superpowers, like what made them special, what they did, their characteristics. And this caricature artist created a caricature for each of the team members. They were all different superheroes with fun names that really represented who they were. 
And then when they were meeting together, she passed these out and presented them one at a time. And they had this caricature, this gift that they could take home and frame or just keep somewhere as a special memento of how they were perceived and appreciated by their manager. It was super fun. And they had a great time just laughing about it, but also feeling really good about how, how their leader saw them. Let's move in and talk about the fourth area of appreciation, which is touch. And this will be a short topic <laughs> because obviously at work, you know, touch is not always the most appropriate thing. So we have to be really cautious with this, but there are people who really like, you know, to be touched. And so often in the workplace, how this shows up is just spontaneous celebration. So number 13 of how to demonstrate appreciation would be things like fist pumps, handshakes, or high fives. When things are going well, when you want to recognize people, those are, are typically appropriate ways to uh, touch people at work. Although we always want to be aware of the culture and our environment and the people themselves. I even know one organization that's really big into hugging. It's a smaller organization and they're just, it's a hugging organization. If you walk into that, if you walk into the office door and you haven't seen them in a while, they're going to walk up and wrap you up in a big old bear hug, right? Uh, and I think they know when not to do that. They sense people who don't like that, but you just have to know the culture and what's appropriate with touch. The last area of appreciation, though, which is quality time. This is big for a lot of people as well. And it might not be one you would normally think of. But quality time is about giving your time to someone in a way that you have quality conversations, shared experiences. Um, it can be about sharing successes and frustrations with someone and just really showing that you care and having deeper conversations uh, collaborating around new ideas and just brainstorming together or even socializing. And so again, somebody might like quality time and you would want to figure out what kind of quality time do they want? Are they wanting deep conversations about their next career move? Or are they wanting quality time like they just kind of want to hang out and socialize with me? And so the idea for number 14 is probably one of the easiest ones on the list, and that is lunch. Have lunch with them, whether it's a virtual lunch or whether you're able to take them to a nice restaurant or even a casual restaurant, but just making the time to go have lunch with someone is a great way to give quality time and socialize and connect. Now, Leaning on the idea of food, number 15 is have a food truck. So if you work for a larger organization and you've got the budget, you could ask a food truck to come in one day and ideally give food, you know, free food. Everybody gets a free lunch from the food truck. It could be a really fun experience and a way to recognize people that they look forward to this. Maybe it's food truck Friday. Now, building off of the food truck idea on Friday, let's look at number 16. I was talking with a leader just this week, and he was telling me that his teams on Fridays do what they call Fiesta Fridays. It's just 30 minutes, but they do it every Friday, and they come together, and it's just a social time. It's just a connection time. You know, Friday is a great day. It's the end of the week, and it's just a way for them to hang out and make, make sure that they're spending time as a team, even though they're virtual. 17 is another idea for quality time, and this one is events. Taking the time to go to special events with your team, either during or after work hours, can be really fun and memorable, create a team bond, and really demonstrate, again, a different way to appreciate people by spending time with them outside of work. So I've known teams 
to do things like get tickets and go to a baseball game together. Or maybe there's a, a special museum that people want to wander through or go on a walking tour of a city, especially a walking tour, maybe where you're going to restaurants and stopping in and, and kind of learning about the city as you go. Sunset cruise is another one I've seen people do where after a long day at work, they go out and they take a sunset cruise together. And then another kind of creative idea for an event is to do some sort of a cooking class or wine tasting together where you're creating a meal or tasting wine and then kind of getting to you know eat or drink as you do that. So thinking about what's a really fun event, and you can always ask your team and let them help you pick that out. But coming up with a fun thing to do after work or outside of hours, or again, maybe you take Friday afternoon off early and go do one of these things together can be a great way to inspire and appreciate your team. Let's go to number 18. This is another one that can cost you nothing, and it's icebreakers in your staff meetings. I'm a big believer that it's really valuable to spend 10 to 15 minutes at the beginning of a team meeting doing some sort of meaningful icebreaker to allow team members to just check in with each other, to connect on a personal level before you dive into business. In 2020, I did the top 10 virtual team activities. And uh, just to give you an example, one of them is called Walk in My Shoes. And there's several questions you can pick from, but you might just ask everyone to answer the question, what I need you to understand about me and my role is dot, 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 and they get to tell you. And so there's lots of ideas in there for you to pick from, from kind of fun and silly light ones to more meaningful ones that get people talking about who they are and feeling connected to their teams, which is, again, quality time. It makes us feel appreciated. Number 19 involves a Peloton. Now, I do not have a Peloton, but I have a colleague who has one, and she loves her Peloton. And recently, she was riding her Peloton in a class, and she realized that an extended team member was also in that class. And they made it, they had an instant bond and connection about this. And we're talking about this um, in a meeting together. And they actually, you know, there's a way that they could sync up and look for each other or ride together in the future. So if you have a Peloton, it's a fun thing to do to be able to find other people in your organization or team who, who do. And you can meet up and, you know, from home, be basically an exercise class together, which can be a fun way to spend time together while also getting some exercise in. And our last one, number 20, also has to do with exercise. If you don't have a Peloton, like me, walking and talking with someone is an excellent way to spend quality time. Now, walking and talking is basically for me, I put in my my Air, my AirPods and I have a time to, to meet with someone and I start walking and they're walking and we're talking. Now, this won't work if we need to have our computers or we're doing some serious work and I need to take notes or if I'm in a really loud area. But I, I pick people who I know really well and we want to reconnect or have, have a chance to just, you know, connect again because it's been a while since we talked. This is a great way to do that. Even a 20 or 30 minute walk, we're walking and exercise exercising and at the same time we're demonstrating that we you know we're, we've built in time for this person to reconnect and to make make them know that we really care about them so walking and talking is a really simple one that costs you nothing and it's a two for one because you're getting exercise while at the same time letting someone know that you appreciate them by making time for them 
So as you think about how to appreciate people, how do you figure it out, right? I gave you 20 ideas. There are five different languages of appreciation. Maybe your head is spinning with, oh my gosh, these are all amazing, but what should I do for my team? Or what should I do for the individuals on the team? And so you've got to do a little bit of work here to figure out what is the way that they want to be appreciated. So I've got two ideas that you can use. One is get the book. The Five Languages of Appreciation in the Workplace by Gary Chapman and Paul White. Give everybody the book, everybody reads it, and then have a discussion about it and talk about, you know, for each of us, what are the ways we individually really like to be appreciated? That way, everybody on the team is aware of what other people want, and they can all be appreciating each other. The other idea is just ask your team to listen to this podcast and then talk about that, right? So after hearing all of these ideas, maybe someone says, hey, I really like the idea of the events, or I really like the idea of uh, walking and talking. Or maybe this, this podcast stimulated a whole different idea for you. You know, as you listened, you got a different idea. It gives you and your team a chance to talk about it. Bring it onto the open and make it a part of your normal, your normal culture that you all look for ways to demonstrate appreciation to each other. Remember, most employees don't feel like they're getting this and they're more likely to stick around and stay and enjoy their work and be a high contributing performance team member if they feel appreciated. I hope you're feeling inspired to appreciate the people that you work with. My experience is that when I sincerely do something to let someone else know how much I appreciate them, it makes me feel good too. It's definitely a win-win. So my challenge to you is to identify one little and one big way you will appreciate one of your team members and then put it into your calendar so that it happens, right? Don't just think about it, like put it into your calendar and make sure that it happens. It can be as simple as picking up the phone and telling somebody or sending them an email and telling them somebody. It doesn't have to be grand, but those little gestures really do matter. And hey, Please show me some appreciation by going to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and rating this podcast five stars and then telling other people about it. That would make me feel tremendously appreciated for for my time in putting this together. That's why I do it, because I want you to appreciate it. I want you to get value from it. So I hope you're getting some great ideas. I'd love to hear from you and hear what ideas you have as well about appreciation. And I hope you all have a fabulous day. you for taking the time to listen in. As leaders, it's important that we all keep learning. Visit www.better-teams.com to learn more about the Better Teams model and how you can assess your team. I'd love to hear from you, so please connect with me on LinkedIn or through my website and join Forward, my online community, where you can share, learn, and network with me and other leaders from around the globe. If you want more pragmatic ideas and tips to lead better teams, please subscribe and share this podcast with your colleagues. Thank you and have a great day.